Dexter cratches him by the wrist. I'm just like, Cra- mm, did yes. you say cratches? Maybe. Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches, just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch. Oh my gosh, are we alive? Hello? Hello? Welcome, welcome back. <laughs> Is this working? I know Hello? you hate when I tap on my mic, but it was appropriate this time. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, hi, welcome to Bitch Watch. We're talking about Dexter again. Yeah, because Dexter's still around. <laughs> Who knew? I didn't. I've been in a coma for the past however many weeks. It feels like it's been a lifetime. Yeah, I uh, had already told you this, but I'm going to be honest with the listeners. I did not wait during this uh, brief hiatus. It's one of the few shows that my husband and I actually sit down and watch together. It's just been part of our, uh, I'm going to say ritual. Yes. Mm. So uh, every Sunday night we've been sitting down. Even last week after watching football and we had the night game, uh, I was like, all right, let's go to bed. Like, it's already late. And he's like, no, we, we need to watch Dexter. I'm like, well, it's so late, but you're right. So we sat and watched Dexter till almost midnight last week. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. This episode, episode seven is, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. It it made me go ahead and uh, rearrange some things so that way I can watch another episode if that tells you anything. Because I need to catch up. I haven't seen any. So these are my first takes Yeah. on the episodes. In the highlight reel, if I leave it in, I don't know. But in the highlight reel, you, you made an observation or a comment like, oh, this person needs to die, right? And I'm like, don't ask me a single question if you don't want to know a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. I've been dodging them on Twitter like Neo in the Matrix. Uh, but... Yeah, Twitter keeps recommending me spoilers. Yeah, and uh, I got to practice my Dexter face while we were recording, so I didn't react to anything, because there were a few things in this episode that, um, not that you had said, but things that were said or alluded to, and I'm like, oh, that's when this connects to this, and I'm just mm, not saying or reacting to anything. Yeah, I love your Dexter face. It just turned into a straight-up pout, like lips straight out, like... mm. I'm brooding. (laughs) Eventually. (laughs) Brooding. Yes, you were brooding, but... Let's go ahead and get into this so I can get to the next episode. Yeah, episode seven <laughs> was called Skin of Her Teeth. I wonder why. Good God, I hate the title uh, for what it means. And I told you while we were watching when Brian and I watched, I audibly groaned. I was like, ugh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least it makes sense. So the episode opens where it left off. Basically, Dexter has come to the cave to assist Angela in examining Iris's body in the place that she found it in the cave. I liked that whenever Dexter went to examine Iris, he did ask Angela, may I? Which was really a nice touch, I thought. But he concludes that she was shot in the back. Um, It's clean through. And unfortunately, she was actually still alive when she was buried in this cave because the backs of her shoes are graded down from Mm -hmm. where she tried to dig herself out, which really, you can see on Angela's face, it was really hard for her. Dexter takes a tooth out of Iris's mouth and notices that there is, looks like skin on it. So he tells her to have this examined. Maybe they'll get a match. It's a slim chance, but they may get a match skin of her teeth yes 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 but it is revealed that angela does full-on believe that kurt caldwell did this because of how he called off the search for matt when they were about to go to the caves and dexter's like sweet but also crap i won't get to kill this guy but angela's smart you know and it seems like iris really put up a fight and did what if you're gonna die if you're gonna get murdered bite them scratch them claw them 
pull something, I, anything. That's my advice. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons Kurt was so angry about Chloe. Yeah. Is because she also tried to fight on her way out. Yeah. And she also messed up the MO. His so kill it pattern. Was just a, mm-hmm. His kill pattern. Yeah. It was just a twofer on Chloe. Yeah. So we see later as Dexter is eating breakfast and he waits for Harrison to come out of his room. He invites him to share breakfast with him and Harrison sells a real stick up his ass Ugh. because he's going to be working at the truck stop even though Dexter doesn't want him to. Dexter's like, you know how I feel about that and Harrison's all, well you know how I feel about that. <laughs> he ends up storming out to go to school and Dexter has a conversation with Dead Deb about what to do about Kurt. Dexter says, look, let's just leave it to the police because Angela's got her guy. She's got a theory. She's correct and her theory and Deb's like sure that always ends up well and then you see the bloodstain materialize where on her shirt yeah. where she was shot in the abdomen from there we see that Dexter calls Angela and says hey we need to talk and he ends up revealing Kurt has this cabin in the middle of nowhere I didn't think to mention it to you because I told Molly I wouldn't but now with everything going on I think you need to know so they drive out to Kurt's cabin Dexter conveniently tells Angela that he heard every word between Kurt and Molly but doesn't mention it was because he had recorded their conversation but he says that he had followed them out there because it seemed really sus and he wanted to make sure he didn't hurt Molly. As they're standing outside the entrance of the cellar, Angela goes, do you hear that? And Dexter goes, is that you not needing a warrant? And Angela <laughs> shoots the lock open. They go down and they smell bleach and they find the room has been completely stripped. No furniture, no paneling on the walls. No, like I said, nothing. No, the camera's even missing. And uh-huh. Angela says that they'll search dumpsters in a hundred mile radius. Which I will say this, I'm going to come around to this later when we talk about it but when Angela and Molly are talking about the whole once Kirk gets set free because it's episode seven we know that's happening she is like maybe it was his dad and stuff why would you rip up your entire cellar and coat it in bleach yeah why why was that never brought up and I can say this because it doesn't get brought up there's no connection between him ripping all that stuff out and bleaching everything out as suspicious as it is Uh there's no correlation between that and the murder of Iris that happened 25 years prior that's a good point I guess. So even though it's suspicious and like, what the fuck are you doing, my dude? And I even feel like, I mean, and this is why I could never be a cop. Mm -hmm. There's multiple reasons. But having Molly testify that she saw this room, it was creepy, all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there is reasonable doubt. I get that. There's also no crime in having a room that's deemed creepy. He's an older man. It's not, that room was set up like a 70s motel room, which, you know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. There's no... You're seeing it as the viewer that gets to see everything. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. As a normal lay person in the show, there's nothing really... I mean, yes, the door locked from the outside and Dexter knows it for what it is, but mm-hmm. to the normal lay person, oh, it's an old camping cabin. He hasn't updated it. There's nothing illegal about it. If I was in Angela or Molly's shoes... I would do a deeper dive for sure. Yeah. So we see Harrison and Audrey talking at school and he apologizes that her mom caught them in bed together. She says, it's fine. I smoothed it over. He asks if she wants to hang out and she's really questioning him about why did you break that kid's arm? He tapped out and you kept going and Harrison immediately just says, fine, I'll talk to you later. Whatever. I don't want to talk about this. Bye. And Audrey's just standing there like, okay, cool, weirdo, freak. So then we see Dexter. He goes to the truck stop to grab a cup of coffee, totally not keeping an eye on Harrison to make sure he's safe. When Kurt sits down and he brings him a piece of cake and they're talking and Kurt says, man, I really thought that we could be friends at one point. And man, it would have been nice. And just roundabout threatening and saying that whenever Dexter picked him up outside the bar, 
bar when he was drunk and it was snowing. It was like fate. He's being really cryptic, mm -hmm. alluding to something, but Dexter can't put his finger on what it is. Uh, Harrison does confront Dexter for being out of the truck wash and Dexter's just trying to enjoy a nice cup of coffee. Like, damn, Harrison, it's not all about you. Like you said, it's not all about Harrison all the time. <laughs> this is the, why isn't it about me show? Yeah, that's Harrison's MO. <laughs> and Angela and Logan walk in while Kurt and Dexter are talking and arrest Kurt for the murder of Iris and drag his ass out of there in front of everybody. So Molly rushes into Angela's office and she's so excited that they caught Kurt, but she wants to know why Angela didn't text her because they're a team. But Angela says, no, 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 we're done because you withheld the information about going out to Kurt's cabin. You know, she explicitly told her not to question Kurt because this could have blown up before any of this came out. Yep. And so Molly kind of just uh, removes herself from the police department. Like, okay, like I get it. I fucked up. I'll leave. So we see Angela questioning Kurt about Iris and Matt. And she asks him why he lied about receiving calls from Matt because there's no record of any received call either to his home or to his computer or even at the truck stop. So, you know, there, there's no evidence and it's weird as hell for him to be like, no, it's okay. I found him. You don't have to keep looking for him. Yeah. I like that she trapped him and she asked what time he called and he said I don't know eight and she's like there were no calls and then also which foreshadows him leading them astray with the DNA evidence she said there's also nothing at your office computer either in case you were gonna lead me that way yeah she's not putting up with it she informs him that they found DNA on Iris's body because at first she's like tell me about this he's like I don't even know who this person is and she says that's what she starts a conversation with she's like now I know you're lying because you've lived in town for blah 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 these fires were everywhere and he immediately immediately starts condescending her like I think you're mistaken sweetheart oh this was your friend you need to worry about your career blah 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 and she informs him that there were D there was DNA found on Iris's mm -hmm. body and that it was a match for his and he, he, he's like I didn't consent to a sample and she says well we already had it from when you gave it up for your son yeah she questions him about a scar that he's got on the outside of his right hand and he says oh you know I work with my hands and he's still trying to pass it off but once the DNA conversation comes up he immediately asks for a lawyer yeah. So at the truck stop, we see Harrison finishing up with the truck and he gets approached by one of the workers, one of the truckers. And he's like, hey, I have a 20. Will you help me load or unload some extra cargo? And Harrison has no idea who this guy is. But as the viewer, we know it's the guy that Kurt paid to stay in the hotel in place of Matt. Yeah. And he's driving a Caldwell truck. Yeah. So he's clearly an employee. And after they unload or load the cargo, he hands Harrison uh, an envelope to hand to his dad. And uh, Harrison's like, oh, okay, like, sure. And doesn't question it, doesn't peek inside or anything, which how convenient is that? Yeah, nosy ass Harrison. So when Harrison gets home, he uh, walks through to his little closet bedroom. And he's like, oh yeah, I forgot. And he hands it over to, to Dexter and Dexter opens it and it's a metal screw. And at first Dexter has no idea what this screw is about. <laughs> yeah, Even you, you were like, is that a screw? And I went, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which in my head, I was thinking a body because like titanium screws are normally used to fuse things together. Yeah. Or not fuse, but keep bones together. But surprise, that's what it was. So Angela ends up going to, I think, Miriam's house. I think that's her name. Yeah. It's Iris's family, but she's very close with them. We see them together throughout this entire series so far. And she tells her that she found Iris dead, murdered. And they break down crying. And later in the episode, we see that Angela and Audrey have come back to Miriam's house with the entire reservation, bringing food and singing and doing everything they can to comfort Miriam. And Miriam takes Angela 
Angela and says, you have him, make him pay. Yeah, it's a really beautiful moment. It was. I got goosebumps again thinking about it. It showed a very integral sense of community. Mm -hmm. I think is the correct word I'm looking for here. It showed how native culture is very supportive yeah. of its own. Yeah. Dexter, in an effort to have a conversation with Kurt, lets out the neighbor's sheep, which was a golden moment in this episode, right up there with, oh, it sounds like you don't need a warrant. Uh, <laughs> he says, ah, yes, what I am in real life, a wolf among sheep. <laughs> and he opens the gate and says, hello. It's open, go. So they all run out and this causes the deputy, Teddy, that's watching Kurt to have to go round them up. And so Dexter goes in, shuts off the power, it looks like, and uh, has a little one-on-one with Kurt. And sheesh. (laughs) He reveals that what he was talking about when he said that the ride was fate was that when he got home, it wasn't snow on his jacket, it was ash. Which made him, I guess, either hire someone or he went looking in the industrial incinerator that Dexter burnt Matt's body in and he found those screws. So that's what the screws are. It's from Matt's boating incident. Yeah. This completely tilts Dexter. Uh, causes him to leave, sit in his car and yeah, he just realizes that Kurt knows. He knows that he knows. Yeah, sorry. I'm having flashbacks. To, there's a moment in the originals. I feel like it was in the original series, but I swear it could have been a bit different show. But I feel like it was in the original series where someone's in a hospital and the person in the next bed over just keeps saying, they know, he knows. Yeah, no. What is that in the original? In I the- feel like that's in the original stint. And they're going crazy know. because the next person over keeps... Angel. It's when Angel's in the hospital. That's it. He knows. He, he knows. knows. He knows. And he Angel's knows. going crazy because the guy next to him keeps saying that. Yep. Yep. When they're looking for... Oliver, it's towards the end of the show. I think you're right. Yeah. Because Oliver broke out of the mental institution mm-hmm. and they couldn't find it. Okay. Never mind. But that's what causes Angel to look at the mental... Yes. Records instead of the public records. Yeah. But just that chant of he knows, he knows, plays in my head throughout the entire, as soon as Dexter realizes that Kurt knows, it just, he knows, he knows. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. That's fascinating. It it keeps playing in my head. I'm like, please God, tell me I haven't dreamt that up. We'll be right back after a quick break. So the next morning at the police station, or the next day at some time, we see as Angela and Logan are looking into the, I'm going to say, interrogation room. And Kurt is privately talking with his attorney. And the two of them are heated. They're going back and forth. We don't know what's being said between them. But his attorney does come out and say, you know, against my counsel, Kurt's ready to make a statement. He wants to talk to you guys. Angela's like, wow, he must have a guilty conscience. Tells Logan to call the DA because she's going to want to see this. So we see that he makes a recorded statement about his father. And he spins this big tale of how his father was a real asshole who kicked his mom around. And one day his mom up and left. But haha, forgot to take me with her. And so he was raised on the road with his father. Because his father felt he would get more of an education on the road. And it was cheaper than getting babysitters. And he witnessed growing up as his father knocked around working women. And saying that he was supposed to be a sleep while this is happening but he had seen everything Mm -hmm. and Angela's like this is sad and all but let's get to Iris because that's what we're here for. As Kurt is talking and telling his version of the story of yeah I saw my dad pick Iris up and he drove her off and I just always assumed that she'd gotten a ride and was a successful runaway. We actually see a flashback of Kurt picking Iris up and he says that he he says that she shouldn't 
run away. She should go home. She doesn't know what happens out on the road. And Kurt is kind of fighting with her because Iris is trying to open the door to get out of the truck. You know, fuck you. I'll just find another way. And Kurt is trying to keep the truck door shut. And Iris ends up biting him, which reveals to the audience that's how Kurt actually got that scar. Mm-hmm. And he comes to a stop. She jumps out of the truck. And as she's running away, he shoots her in the back, which, as you said, reveals his MO. Yeah, which he's the whole time is like, I'm trying to help you. Whips out a rifle with a scope. Okay. Laser. Yeah, everything. Please Jesus. don't help me, Kurt Caldwell. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, okay. This is your version of help. I think I'm okay. Uh, yeah. You know, we're good. I uh, prefer the flat tire. Um, <laughs> I'm good. God this, forbid the, he comes up across someone going for a jog. Damn. I'm exercising. Um, this heart attack is for fun. I don't need help, please. <laughs> My stroke enjoyable. <laughs> I'm practicing this for improv later. Um. <laughs> Actually, if you see me running on the road at night, please just shoot me in the winter because I probably want to die anyway. I'm trying to execute myself, so just help me yes. out, please. <laughs> Oh my god. <coughs> That's what. Okay. So, with this convincing tale, the DA insists they don't have enough evidence to keep Kurt and they have to let him go, even though the DNA is 67% likely to be his. The DA is like, well, that's 33% reasonable doubt that it's not his. Okay. So they let him go. Logan's talking to Kurt as he's leaving and he said, you know, we could have cleared you if you had just come forward with this information years ago. And Kurt's like, well, your boss is the one that owes me an apology. Blah, blah, blah. And tells Angela, sorry for your loss and sticks his hand out as if he's going to shake her hand. And she refuses to shake his hand. She kind of steps to the size so he can get past her and he leaves he's such an asshole he's such a good asshole though yeah and he counts his money that he, it was in his wallet when he got arrested okay asshole it wasn't even that much money if you notice no. it was like a 20 and a few ones so yeah. like dude what were they gonna do go buy a pack of gum okay Jesus. as if you don't have if, as if he's not the richest fucker around here other than maybe the oil guy i really want to know how the oil guy t- ties into all this i still don't fucking know <laughs> And I have watched nine out of ten episodes. A red herring, maybe? Probably. I don't know. But we already know who the killer is, so like... Exactly! Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Anyways, that's a whole other story. <laughs> Dexter ends up breaking into Kurt's office while he's locked up. This is right before he gets released. And he's trying to find that second screw. Because screws normally come in pairs. There's not normally a singular screw. At least two. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't find it, but he does find a check for $5,000 to someone named Elric Kane, which I bet is the trucker. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dexter doesn't know that bit yet. Which, looking at that guy, his name is definitely Elric. <laughs> right? Uh, Dexter overhears that Kurt has been released as he's leaving his office, which he fixes a, like, a ward on the wall that's cockeyed, which I think is a big mistake, but... Well, it's a cute little callback to season four. Yeah. When Lundy's overlooking... Not Lund- not season... It must have been season two. Mm-hmm. It's when they're in the train car. Is that season two or season four? Lundy's in both seasons, so I'm confused. Season four. No, no. season two. It's season the two. mimic Bay Harbor Butcher. It's the mimic. Yeah, that's what I... Sorry. Yeah. And yeah. they're in the train car and Dexter's arranging his camera and his lens and everything in a certain line. And Lundy's talking about the, the killer has to be very orderly. And he, mm-hmm. you see him kind of sigh-eyed Dexter like, hmm. And it just, I think it's a fun little callback of Dexter likes everything straight. Because you even see him clock yeah. it look away and you see him try not to fix it and he can't and he just turns and (laughs) compulsively has to fix it yes yes 
Um, and then as he's leaving, he overhears the workers say, hey, did you hear? Kirk's been released. And everyone's like, oh, thank God. I knew he couldn't have killed her. Okay. Okay. Molly ends up meeting Angela at the tavern where Angela's having a beer and a burger, just contemplating what the fuck just went down and what she's going to do about it. Angela opens up about how she was supposed to be with Iris on the day that she left and that Iris called her a poser for backing out. Molly says, we can't dwell on what we did or didn't do. In my line of work, We, you have to become okay with unsatisfying endings. Mm-hmm. And the important thing is, is that you did the work and yeah. that's all you can do. But that's not good enough for Angela. Angela does bring up the fact that Molly uh, went to the cabin and they're talking about it. And Molly says that there's no way that Dexter overheard her and Kurt talking because they were he was at this booth that they're sitting in can you hear what the dudes over at the bar are talking about no but Molly does remember that she he was charging his phone so he probably recorded them Mm -hmm. and then followed them out there which is weird and then Molly says oh well if it wasn't your boyfriend I would say I would do a deep dive on him but he's not gonna hide anything from you because you're the chief of police and Angela kind (laughs) of leans back like so Harrison gets surrounded by boys uh from the rival wrestling team while he's at work mm-hmm. and they're trying to start shit with him because he broke the captain's elbow and they're like you know he's gonna miss the rest of the season <laughs> I love your listen to the highlight for Witsy's take on that it was beautiful I can't play high school sports it's high school <laughs> um, and so because he obviously is clearly outnumbered by three dudes um, and because it's Harrison he pulls out his razor to attack him and he slices the coat or the letter jacket of the main guy and as he's getting ready to go back for a second swing dexter catches him by the wrist (laughs) and i'm just like "Mm, get it dexter he's so smooth and so fast you know Mm -hmm. so he intervenes and he stops harrison and harrison sits down and he opens up to dexter about how he he had always had nightmares and he has very violent thoughts and he's just so angry and listening to the podcast about his mother has unlocked every memory he remembers everything from beginning to end and that's when we see the flashback from harrison's perspective and Mm -hmm. that's when we see john lithgow which upsets me because i had that beautiful theory that trinity was going to be his like dark passenger embodiment and they brought this man back to get out of a bathtub naked again listen if i was harrison and i saw john lithgow naked as a child around my mother's dead body and then walked over and said there there daddy you'll be home soon I'd probably become a serial killer as well. That's all I'm going to say. No offense, John Lithgow, but like, bro, we know. He's a perfect Trinity killer. I mean, come on. He is. He's perfect for that role, but I still don't want to see him naked. No. Um, <laughs> Even the outline and the blur was like, ugh. <laughs> and uh, so yeah he says he remembers everything and Dexter because Dexter's Dexter still doesn't really know what to say to him and Harrison of course is making it about him and he's like I think you've always known that I'm fucked up and that's why you left and his friend conveniently drives up at the same moment Yeah. and he's like hey insert friend's name here Scott? give me a ri- Scott hey Scott give me a ride and so he runs and gets into the jeep with Scott and they take off and Harrison's like shit you know Deb was wrong. I have to tell him everything. And as we see him getting into his truck, he gets attacked by a man from behind. And as the camera cuts to black, you still hear him struggling. And it's like, I didn't notice that in my first watch through since I'm watching it on the TV, but hearing it in my headphones was a whole nother like, whoa. It looked like Elric too. Yeah. Elric was the one that was grabbing him. Okay, I couldn't remember if you saw if actually saw that or not. So yeah, you Elric. saw like a blurred face, but I think I saw the curly hair. Curly hair, I yeah. Will find so, out in a second. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, comes up behind him and ties a wire around him and it's gonna take yeah. him. So so 
Dexter's been taken. Yeah. Uh, like I told you when the when we cut the episode and you were like, no, I'm watching the next one. I'm like, good, because I didn't want to twist your arm. But I remembered, I don't know, about halfway through, I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Because right now in my head, it's a big con- conglective. Yeah. Which is why, we're like, today I wanted to record this and then we'll watch the next one. But episode eight, I think, so far from what I have seen, is my favorite episode. So I'm really excited to watch it again. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. All right. Then you'll catch us on episode eight. And um yeah it was a great episode it, all of these none of these episodes were like ugh, what a slog <laughs> no i don't think so i i agree with you all right well if you like what you heard follow us on all social medias at bitchwatchpod on instagram twitter and tiktok god i really need to make something for tiktok and remember to make good choices or don't and be smart about it bye Oh, it's been so long, friend. So Molly has to die, right? You can't ask me any questions. If you don't want me to say anything and ruin it for you, you can't ask me any questions. Okay. She kills all of them. She's the killer. She's a serial killer. She's out here slaying people. That's why her podcast is so successful. Gloves. We love gloves. We love some gloves. I forgot that detail. That's sad she had a shot to the chest and she lived long enough to try to dig herself out of a Mm -hmm. cave iris is a bad bitch dexter's got jokes but he doesn't have timing nothing says guilt like an isolated cabin in the woods man be looking good in that beanie yeah that's exactly what i was thinking it's been so long dexter you're still looking great I had to Google it this literally just a few days ago to make sure he wasn't over six foot tall because that would not fucking be fair to me, but he's only 5'10". Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that Harrison is in this and I'm going to want to beat his ass. I just feel it in my bones. I want you to look at this, that mug and look at this mug. This one's the bigger version of those mugs, but like, oh my God, show the fucking mug. Not going to show the fucking mug. Show the mug. They're showing that mug. Thanks, close captioning. That mug is the Mike Wazowski of mugs. <laughs> it's similar. It's the Mike Wazowski of mugs. I'm so proud of you for that one. So I'm proud of myself. They want me to believe that old ass man did this by himself. <laughs> I'm practicing my Dexter face. Mm-hmm. Let nothing out, let nothing in. Let nothing out, let nothing in. I hope he runs away like Dexter did in that one episode. <laughs> 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 Dad, I hate you. If you ever wondered if Dexter's a fucking psychopath, watch how he eats this fucking cake. Not the first bite. Don't be fooled. Upside down and with his hands. This man is crazy. <laughs> Who does the icing will get on your finger? And he's eating you it upside down. It's got, a, it's a, got a pudding center layer. It's going to go <laughs> everywhere. He's a psychopath. I just spit tea. For <laughs> what a fucking podcast. Okay, thanks, Angela. Yeah, let's just park on the side of the road like that, bud. Three, four, still in the lane. Oh, <laughs> me and our, our eyebrows went up at the same time. Damn. Damn. Forgot about that. Damn. Tear it up, Angie. Tear it up, Angie. It's the gigantic apron. Looks like he's wearing his dad's work clothes. <laughs> hey! <laughs> 
I just I just didn't like the way the little kids wear their dad's clothes and yeah. it's like 30 times too big. But also, yeah. Those are his dad's wear clothes. The headline. Oh, he's come to stoke my fire, bro. Maybe he is. It's a free country. It's a diner. It's a place of business where he was enjoying a coffee. And a piece of cake. And a free piece of cake like a psychopath. You just also happen to work there. Boy, this kid's conceited. Is that a screw? Yeah. He wants to smash him? It's a titanium screw. Like that's from someone's body? <laughs> You're just like, I can't do anything, so I'm gonna pout with my face. Why is he freeing sheep? Dexter loves a diversion. Because who's in that jail? A wolf among sheep. I swear to God, it sounded like he said titty. I know. <laughs> the closed captioning was the only reason I was like, did he call him titty? Titty. Titty, titty are you here? Titty. Let's talk about the sweater moment. Oh, yes, I'm trying to help you. Stop running. <laughs> Shush. Molly. Shush. Shut the fuck up, Molly. Molly! Listen, it wasn't weird. Count your lucky stars, dumb bitch. You could have been locked in a basement. Molly! Fuck if Dexter, Dexter knows. knows! Oh my god! Molly! Molly! Please shut the fuck up. Molly. Angela, shut the fuck up. This is why he can't trust two bitches together. Oh, he's murking her so fast. He's gonna- Oh god. Well, we can't play sports in high school because the one person got hurt in high school. Wah. Dad, I hate you! Obviously he can't leave you alone. Jesus. Psycho killer. No shit. With the voice crack too. I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Harrison. It's not about you, Harrison. Shut the fuck up. Sees him running up with a straight razor. Yo, let me get a ride. <laughs> Oh my lord! Okay, no. No. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't want to twist your arm, but see, episode 8 has been the best one so far. <laughs> two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch.